welcome to the Oscars. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone who's nominated. And here are the nominees for Best Director. And now, here are the nominees for Original Screenplay. Here are the outstanding nominees for performance by an actor in a leading role. Here are the nominees for performance by an actress in a leading role. So here are the nominees for Best Picture. And the winner is Sally Field in Places in the Heart. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for putting me through what you put me through. But I'm here and I'm happy. <laughs> um, I just want to, oh, here we go. OK, uh, the studio, I love you, and Cameron Crowe, and uh, Tom Cruise, I love you, brother. And the Academy Award for Best Picture. La La Land. <laughs> What did you do? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alternative Oscars, where Anders and Adam Holmes, we go back in time and we right the wrongs of Oscar, you know, history past and, you know, you know, take the awards away from the winners and give it to the people who should have actually won if we disagree. Correct. Disagree with the people who won. If we do, sometimes we just leave it as it is because it's hard to disagree. But yes, no, most of the time we do actually, uh, we do make a change. And um, I think there are going to be a few changes this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so we are in, this is, we are in uh, February 27th, 2011. It's the 83rd Academy Awards celebrating and honoring the films of 2010, the best films of 2010. And uh, this was the year where the King's Speech won big and also Inception. They won quite, that. those two films were, they won quite quite a lot of awards. And it was also the year where, Anne Hathaway and James Franco were co-hosting the ceremony and did an absolutely terrible job of it. <laughs> like, I don't know, Anne Hathaway was kind of doing most of the work and James Franco just looked like he just did not want to be there at all. It was so cringeworthy. It was so bad. Like, it was just... And he was also nominated that year as well for 127 hours. So that was... Yeah, so there's that. Weird. Uh, anyway, lots of films came out that year. I seem to remember going to the movies quite a lot in 2010. Um, I certainly went to see The King's Speech, Black Swan, and uh, what was it? True Grit. Oh, and Toy Story 3. So there was, yeah, I spent some time in the in the movie house. Yeah, I think I, I might be wrong, but I think this is the second year where they extended the best picture from five films to 10 or it could be 10 films nominated so it's quite a lot to get through uh where do you want to start in terms of the categories yeah i mean i mean last time we started with the acting category so maybe we can start a little bit um a bit more technical yeah um i mean inception one best sound editing and best sound mixing i don't really i don't have any problem with that i think they both equally deserve those awards because those movies are they sounded really really good i might have maybe given one of them to tron legacy because that film had a really good sound design as well um best cinematography went to wally fister for inception the other nominations were matthew uh libertique for black swan uh danny cohen for the king's speech jeff crowenworth son of jordan crowenworth who shot blade runner and uh, roger deakins for true grit oh yeah jeff crowenworth he did the social network are you calling him Cohenworth? Cronenworth. 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 <laughs> humperdinck, humperdinck, humperdinck. Humperdinck. <laughs> yeah, he was... Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Cronenweth. Well, look, Cronenweth isn't going to... It's got to be fucking Roger Deakins. We always do this every time Roger Deakins is nominated. It's like, well, why didn't they move it to Roger Deakins? It's, it's, it's the best cinematography of the year is in that film, in True Grit, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Inception cinematography is pretty good as well, but I would give it to True Grit. But it's not as good as True Grit, is it? Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, Inception does have great cinematography, but it also has great visual effects and exactly and everything as well. So every technical aspect really makes that picture like sparkle. But like, yeah, come on, like shooting out in the wilderness and using limited lighting and all that sort of stuff. Just yeah, Roger fucking Deacons. Deacons. Also, uh, I would suggest another Western that came out in 2010. Uh, which was uh, Meek's Cutoff, which had the cinematography was done by Christopher Blauvelt. 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 Hello. Hello. I was shorting some movie. Uh, That's a great film if you've never seen it. Uh, I haven't seen Meek's Cutoff. It's directed by Kelly Reichardt, if I'm not mistaken. It is. More on that later. Uh, Okay. So, um, yeah. Who? So, yeah. So, that's Roger Deakins. Easy. Next category. So, best original score went to Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for The Social Network. I don't have much of a problem with that. The other nominations were 127 Hours to A.R. Rahman. Rahman, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon for John Powell. Inception, Hans Zimmer, and uh, Alexander Desplat, The King's Speech. Uh, I think the the score for The Social Network is really good. Um, And I think it's really original, and I think it suits the film brilliantly. So yeah, I do not have a huge problem with that. So we can keep that as it is. Yeah, I'm also keeping... Uh, I would also like to keep Best Original Song, uh, We Belong Together from Toy Story 3, which was music and lyrics by Randy Newman, because that's a good song. Okay, no problem there. Right. Yeah. Let's go to... So Best Foreign Language Film went to Denmark, where the film uh, Heon, uh directed by Susanna Beer, uh, it, the English title is In a Better World, that one Best Foreign Language Film. I've never seen that. It's actually, it's it's quite good. Um, uh, the other nominations were Beautiful, Alejandro Gonzalez Inorito, uh, Dogtooth, Yorgos Lanthimos' film uh, from Greece, uh, Incendie, a uh, French-Canadian film from Denis Villeneuve, and Outside the Law, an Algerian film by Rashid uh, Bouchareb. You know what's really interesting? If you look at Lanthimos and Inaritu in particular, they were about to have a big decade, both of them. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, or a big, you know, they were about to sort of go uh, big, as it were, into, or, or enter the, the sort of mainstream Um it was great the Susanna Beer one. I mean, the whole thing is a bullshit category, so I don't even want to really dignify it with us revising it. But, um, yeah, you know, because I think they should just compete with the other films. Um, and same with Best Animated Film. I do think they should compete as well. And frankly, I think Toy Story... Sh- well, anyway, we can get to that. Uh, what do you want to do now, Screenplay? Yeah, let's do... Let's start with Best Adapted Screenplay. Best Adapted Screenplay went, of course, to... The Social Network, Aaron Zorkin's screenplay adapted from the Accidental Billionaire's book by Ben Meserick. It's a terrific screenplay. Who this... is my brother-in-law's cousin? Ben Meserick? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, he's my co- he's my brother-in-law Mark's cousin. Oh, right. Oh, oh, cool. Social Network. Oh, wow. Well, and that, actually, my other connection to The Social Network is that Lily, my wife, was, uh, my wife was in the same dorm as um, Zuckerberg. At Harvard. It habit, yeah. So uh, I mean, she didn't have Facebook for a while because of him, wasn't it? Yeah, and she still doesn't use it because of him. Yeah, and um, 
anyway. Uh, and, and we don't, we wouldn't say anything bad about Mark Zuckerberg because we want to get all that good uh, meta money. But uh, yeah. anyway. So the other nominations for Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, 127 Hours, uh, the book Between a Rock and a Hard Place by Aaron Ralston. He's the guy that had to cut good, his off. Good title for that particular story, I should say. Although I don't know how you get a film or even a book out of a guy cutting off his own hand, but all right. I mean, they made it work. Um, Toy Story 3, Michael Arndt's story by John Lasseter, Andrew Stanton, and Lee Uncrick. Okay, I have a problem here. It says here, based on the two previous films, Toy Story and Toy Story 2. It's not a fucking remake, it's a sequel. So it should be a best original screenplay. Yeah, I don't know. That what seems... the fuck is that? Well, I mean, what, what it's... Do you... I, mean, that's also... I mean, this year as well, Barbie isn't a best original screenplay nomination. It's a best adapted screenplay nomination. From what? <laughs> it should be original screenplay because it's based off the, the toy, the Barbie. Well, they're saying it's based on a doll. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So you don't adapt a doll. It's like it's like saying well, 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 my idea for an original story is 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 my film is is not an original story because it's based on an idea I had, or it's based on you know it's like oh, oh Napoleon isn't an original thing because it's based on Napoleon, like you know what I mean? Like stupid, but, that, but especially that this. It's like, saying, it's like saying Return of the Jedi is a remake because it's although it, um, you know it's based on the original. <laughs> uh, I think it should be. I think it should be. Um, Either the social network or True Grit. I think True Grit did a really good job of adapting the book. Um, yeah, they, they, stuck, they, they stuck a bit closer to the book than the John Wayne film. Oh, I don't know about that. I think that's one of those. Um, I actually think in some ways they deviate uh, more, but um, but uh, it's one of those kind of like buzzwords that like, came out around the time to give the film more. I don't know, kudos or something. Excuse me. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think it should be True Grit personally. Cool. All right. Uh, I I personally keep the social network, but yeah, we can also. I Do we have a coin. Do we have a coin? No one has a coin. Um, uh, no one has a coin. Uh, think of rock, a number. Paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. Let's do it. Okay. Fine. I was going to say think of a number between one and four, but all right. Okay. Rock paper scissors. No. 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 Okay. So so is, is it, we do on three. So one, two, like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Same. One, one, two, two three. three. No, I said on three. You so. And the thing is, what's so stupid about that? No one can see this. No one can see this. But <laughs> unless, what's so unless I, I did the rock. together and put it on, on, <laughs> on three, I did the rock. And Anders saw that I'd done that and still did the scissors, thereby <laughs> losing. Okay, so, so, so one, two, and then three. Okay, ready? Okay, okay. okay. fine. One, one, two, <laughs> one, two. <laughs> it's difficult to keep in time. Sorry. Okay, just, 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 just. No, no, no. Just, okay. <laughs> Say, say we don't have to do rock paper scissors like we're doing like we're doing it in person. Just like bring up the thing that to so put your hand beneath the screen okay, so fine. I can't All see right. it. Okay. And then bring it up and show me what you've got. I'll do the same time. Okay. Ready. Okay. Set. Go. Don't. You're cheating. You did. I didn't do it. No. You it did. Wasn't. You did the fucking. I had the paper up for two seconds before your fucking scissors appeared. Okay. Fine. All right. <laughs> All right, fine. Social network gets the Oscar. This is this is bent. This is absolutely fucking bent. You're 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 using the fact that you had bad internet earlier as some kind of excuse to. All right, fuck's sake, Aaron Sorkin. This is such bullshit. Okay, best original screenplay went to David Zeitler for the King's Speech. He was uh, how old was he at the time? He was. Uh... He was born in 1937. He's still yes. alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Uh... No, he's 86. It's good age. 
Yeah, I think he was like, yeah, he was oldest uh, to win the 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 best, uh, best screenplay Oscar. So other nominations were Another Year for Mike Lee, The Fighter, uh, screenplay by Scott Silver, Paul Tamansey, and Eric Johnson, and uh, Inception for Christopher Nolan, and The Kids Are All Right for Lisa Cholodenko uh, uh, and Stuart Blumberg. So for me, I would say, is Four Lions an original screenplay? Yeah, I think so because I don't think it's based. It's on... written by yeah, it's written by Jesse Armstrong and Chris Morrison, Simon Blackwell, Sam Bain. I don't think. I think yeah, it should. I, I think it should be four lines. Yeah, I don't think four lines is based off anything else. Yeah, it is original screenplay. Yeah. So that's my uh, that's my nomination. That is a funny film. It's brilliant. It's so funny. Um, yeah, I mean. I would maybe. Ooh, what other film would I think that I would put in there? That's actually good. That's a good. Well, Toy Story three. Yeah, Toy Story three. Yeah, I mean... yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good screenplay. Yeah. Um, just trying to think. Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> that's such a stupid film. Uh... <laughs> I wouldn't be serious. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. Get I him mean, to the Greek. Get him to the Greek is a terrible film. No, yeah, don't have to tell me. Uh, I uh, would also, I would recommend uh, Taika Waititi for his film Boy. That's an original screenplay. Have you heard of it? No. It's really good. It's a really, really good film. It's one of his um, early New Zealand films. Uh, it's fun seeing all these guys in their early years uh there's chico and rita that was an animated movie i've not seen that oh um, that's a really really good film beautiful film. okay all right well, keep that in your mind uh, uh for me it's four lions yeah me too i think that's a that's a really good one great okay cool all right so now we're into the big categories best supporting actress yeah melissa leo at the fighter and she famously swore when she got her oscar what did she say well, she said she was. She started her speech like saying thanks and everything because she was nominated that year when Kate. Fuck Winston... you very much. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. She basically said like I was watching on TV when it happened. It was very like, and um, I mean, a lot of people felt that way. Uh, it was because she was nominated the year when Kate Winslet won for The Reader in two thousand and nine, and she was nominated for the film Frozen River, which is a really good film, by the way. Um, and she was she started part of a speech where she was talking about Kate, and then she said, Kate just made it look so fucking easy. And then she was like, I swore. I swore in front of Kirk Douglas, who was, you know, just wheeled out and he was pre-presented. And that's when he died. No, he didn't die, but she was just like, <laughs> he was died just... of shock. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that. Why would you say I swore in front of Kirk Douglas? That's such a weird thing to say. Other people have sworn in front of Kirk Douglas, believe me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So other nominations were Amy Adams for The Fighter as well, Helena Bonham Carter for The King's Speech, Hayley Steinfeld, who shouldn't have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She should have been lead actress for True Grit. Thank you. And Thank you. Jack and Jackie Weaver for Animal Kingdom, which I still haven't seen, and it's an Australian crime film. I have not seen The Fighter, so I can't speak to Melissa Leo's quality or otherwise in it's that. A very, um, it's directed by David O. Russell, so there's a lot of people like shouting and being very uh, working class and American and stuff. So if you've seen The Silver Linings Playbook or American Hustle, it's 
kind of in that same vein. American Hustle made me so tired, so tired. But I did like Silver Linings Playbook. Okay, any other things coming to mind? Um, uh, Rebecca um, for the town, maybe? No. Oh. Um, Ooh, I know, I know, I know. From Winter's Bone. Dale Dickey from Winter's Bone. Ooh. Bit of a left field choice. She's well, really I, cool. like it. I like left field choice. Winter's Bone. Okay, I'm going to bring that up. Uh, Dale, was it Hickey? Dickey, D-I-C-K-E-Y. Oh, she's from Natsville, Tennessee. Yes. Um, oh, she's in all kinds of things. True Blood, Breaking Bad, Bloodline. I, I mean, fine. Oh, Hello High Water she's in. Yep. I can't remember who she is in Hello High Water. I love that she's just like, she is the like, typecast as like white trash. <laughs> um, Pretty much, yeah. All right, uh, fine, if you want to do that. Um, I don't have anything really better, so it's uh, up to you. Oh, wait, I was going to say someone else, but she's already she's already got nominated. I would maybe say as like a nice little, because I thought she was really good in the film, I would say Melanie, Melanie Lahon for the film Beginners. Okay. Which is a kind of a left field choice as well. Another one I haven't seen. Yeah, another and, one I haven't seen. So and also Elle Fanning from Somewhere, the... Um, the Sofia Coppola film. Right, well, just pick one. Is it, it, I, I'm, I'm just you're just making me realize I, how. I would definitely, I would be. probably give it to, uh, D- I would Dale Dickey for best supporting actress. Great. Okay. Great. Oh, actually, I couldn't have Melanie Lahon for this film because um, the 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 what's his face Christopher Plummer won the Oscar last year, so. <laughs> That that yeah, it wasn't eligible for this Oscars this year. Yes, it keep up, man. Best supporting actor. Uh, best supporting actor. It went to Christian Bale for the fighter as Dickie Eklund. Right. So um, let's have some more nominations in here. I would certainly say um, Nigel Lindsay as Barry in uh, Four Lions. Yeah, this deserves. <laughs> I think deserves a, a a nomination. Don't you think? Is he the guy at the end? He's like, I'm sorry, lads. I don't know what I'm doing. No, no, he's the white guy who 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 is in their group. The the like the Cockney guy. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah. I mean, a he's very. Mon- a Wookie is not a bear. A honey monster is not a bear. What? What's a Wookie? Um. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I just I just love that film so much. I want to get it, give it more nominations. Best supporting actor, you got Jeffrey Rush. Uh, I also think um, that uh, you could have given it to. Uh, I think Matt Damon is very good in uh, True Grit, but he doesn't deserve an Oscar. Um, let's see. I would have um, given it to Jeremy Renner for the town. That's exactly right. Thank you. That's yeah, exactly yeah. who it should have yeah, been. He's doing Jeremy. Like a, he's doing like a. James Cagney kind of thing in that. Yes, film. in the town. Yes, okay. Yeah. Jeremy Renner in the town, best supporting actor. That's a, a really good film, and people should watch it if they get the chance. Yeah, great film with a uh, directed by Ben Affleck. Yes, uh, best actress. Best actress that went to yeah. That Natalie Portman did her DiCaprio and and just forced the Oscars to give it to her. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I haven't seen the film in a very long time, but I do remember her being very good in the film. Yeah. It's not, I don't like that film. It insists upon itself. Yeah. 
to quote Peter Griffin, it does. I mean, it's just like I mean, I mean, I have that with a lot of Darren Aronofsky's films, apart from Requiem for a Dream, because I feel like it, I feel like I don't know in I, I feel like in Black Swan, I've there was some elements. I think you could have played a, a little bit more around with the psychological horror aspect, maybe. I think, or maybe not. It should have been an Italian film. Yeah, I I feel like he. It, it, yeah, it could have been like a giallo horror film. Giallo, yeah, yeah. Argento giallo. could have done a better job with that for sure. Although I do say, I will say this: Vincent Cassell, he was actually pretty good in that film. So, who should win the Best Actress if it's not going to be Natalie Portman? I would maybe say Annette Bening for the Kids Are All Right. I I was actually kind of hoping that she would win it. I never saw that, but. Um... Well, she was really good. And so was Julianne Moore, actually. I thought Julianne Moore deserved an Oscar nomination as well for that film. Well, I we thought... could do the thing like from, from 1969 when they gave it to two people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, but you know who it should have been? It should have been Hayley Steinfeld. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hayley Steinfeld should have got it. Yeah, I don't know why she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. That's so stupid. Yeah, it should have been Hayley Steinfeld for True Crit. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was pretty good in Winter's Bone as well. I thought she played a very cool... That was the year she kind of came through, right? Yeah, that was like her big... Where is she now? Well, she was in a film called No Hard Feelings, which was like this kind of raunchy film where she's like, she needs she needs money to pay for her car because she's an Uber driver. And then these parents, one of them's played by Matthew Broderick. They have like this really like, they're helicopter parents of like this really sheltered son. And he hasn't really, they realize that he, because of the life that he's lived and the way they've kind of controlled and monitored everything, he hasn't really lived that much. So they hire jennifer lawrence's character to basically give him some life experience before he goes to college kind of thing Ooh. yeah it's really not that good like apart from like oh. apart from like a really couple funny moments one of which is where jennifer lawrence is having a fight where she's completely naked on a beach that's a really funny scene Apart from that, it's not. She does a Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, that's really really funny, and she, I mean, she's good in it. And the other guy, he plays the kid. I forgot the guy's name. They're good. It's just a really kind of a dull film and very low stakes as well. Uh, okay, let's not talk about that anymore. Um, so, so she could have won it, but let's just give it. It's going to be Haley Steinfeld, right? Yeah, but she is really good in Winter's Bone. You'd like Winter's Bone. It's really like hillbilly and thriller, and John Hawks is in it, and he's great as well. I love John Hawks. I watch him in anything. Um, cool. All right. Nominated as well for Winter's Bone. Interesting. Oh, yes, I did see that. Okay, well, we gave it to Jeremy Renner. So, uh, best actress. Wait, no, we did that. Best actor. Colin Firth for The King's Speech. It shouldn't have been Colin Firth. I mean, he's good and all, but, like, The King's Speech is such, like, classic awards ceremony, like, awards season cake. It's, such it's award, just, like... It's such an awards baity film. Okay, so it uh, should have been Jeff Bridges, but the only reason they didn't give it to Jeff Bridges is because he won the year before for Crazy Heart, right? Yeah, and also, I guess, because John Wayne had already won the Oscar for Rooster Cogburn, so they thought, like, nah, don't need to give Rooster Cogburn, the Rooster Cogburn character, another Oscar. Yeah, it'd be a bit strange, but, yeah, you could... It, I still think you could have done it. You could give it... You could have made a case for... Um, Riz Ahmed in Four Lions. Yeah. Uh, it's very oh, good. Very he's in that film. Yeah, he's great. Carries that film. Um, da, 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 da. Who else have we got? You could probably make the case for Ben Affleck in the town. I don't know. No, you could You could not make the case for Ben Affleck in the town. Are you ill? Like, what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, what the? F he spends the whole film being like, ah, oh, you just can't turn your back on where you're growing. You know, it's like he just does his Boston thing. That film works, but like, <laughs> oh, it's you not. you can't turn your back on. <laughs> 
Like he's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, why do you love Ben Affleck so much? Like he's he's fine, <laughs> like in that film, but, but he's like, you don't tell me it couldn't have been done with a better actor. <laughs> That's so funny. Sorry, the busted accent really took me out. Oh, wasn't even that good. Look, um, I'm not giving. I'm not doing that. No, no amount of you know rock paper scissors. Nothing can can make me go give anything yeah. to Ben Affleck apart from I, maybe I, I for still... I, I still think maybe the next time when Ben Affleck directs something, I think he should stay behind. I, I mean, as much as I like seeing him in films in front of the camera, maybe he should stay behind the camera for the next film he directs. Might be a good idea. Um, so, so yeah. So I think uh, I think you got a good case for um, you got a good case for Jeff Bridges. Um, I mean, Colin Firth is. It feels a little harsh to take it away from Colin Firth, I guess, but it's like. It is a really good performance in a very like Oscar baity film. What about? Have you seen Beautiful? Because Halle Bardem is supposed to be very good in that. No, I haven't. I I, I have oh, it on shit. DVD. Okay, so watch. we haven't. Yeah, you know, we can't do that. It's I just, one, every time it's, I'm tempted to watch that film, it just looks so sad. Yeah, it's very. It's also, I think, two and a half hours. Oh bloody hell! Okay, um, I can't do that now. Not with the baby. Um, right. So, what are we doing? Bridges or Firth? I'm gonna go with Bridges. Yep. Same. All right. So, okay. best director went to Tom Hooper for The King's Speech. Bullshit. I would have given it to David Fincher for The Social Network. That was my pick. David Fincher, Social Network. Uh, fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, except maybe the Coen brothers, but yeah. Let's see. We, we, haven't been, we haven't given The Social Network that much love. Let's give it to The Social Network. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Best picture. So, yeah, it also went to The King's Speech as well. Oh, actually, you know what? You could have done. You could have given best director to uh, uh, to Meeks Cutoff to uh, what's her name? Kelly um, Reichardt. Kelly Reichardt, yeah, the queen of slow cinema. But I think I think you're probably that film does divide opinion. It even divides my opinion, frankly. So let's do. Let's just yeah. Let's keep it with uh, uh, David Fincher. Okay, best picture. Yeah, it went to King's Speech. Yes, I know that. But what are we giving it to? Yeah. I can't remember. Was it a Weinstein produced film? They were executive producers on it. Well, I can imagine. Let's see. Producers, production companies, Momentum, Bedlam, distributed by. I don't see any Weinsteins in. I can't remember if they were. I can't remember if they were any. If they were connected, like the like executive producers or something. Oh, the film was distributed by Transmission Films. Uh, the Weinstein Company distributed it in North America, Germany. Benelux, Scandinavia, China, Hong Kong, and America. So they were in, in Latin America. They were involved. Yeah. Okay. So I can imagine that they, like Harvey Weinstein, had a bit of pull in getting that film a lot of Oscar love. I would imagine. Yeah. Because like um, I remember, because I remember at the Oscars, he was like every time when some everyone from that film won, they had to go to Harvey Weinstein and hug him or give him like a fire high five or something like that. Or now it was, and also I saw that again with the artist when that won the the year later. That that also he was also the audience was like yeah fuck yeah kind of thing. Um, horrible man. Um, yeah, horrible so, man deserves uh, to be in jail. Uh, is that he is in jail? He is in jail. Yeah, mm. he deserves um, to be and okay. stay in jail. <laughs> yes. Can we? Uh, can I suggest that Toy Story three is the best picture of twenty ten? Yes, I think it's the most heartfelt. It's the most skillfully made it's the most beautiful film um they made it's you the think most they were enduring all die. yeah it's a fucking there's like holocaust metaphors in there and shit i mean it's a fucking amazing film 
yeah such a yeah such a mature film and it's just that's they never should have done another one that was perfect yeah i, I think it's just i don't know i think it's like disney. i think now because disney and pixar are kind of like conjoined now it's like they're sort of banking yeah. on the, the world has gone to hell in a handbasket yeah i mean the problem is the last pixar films that have come out have all been you know they've all been sort of the release of those films have been marred by the pandemic like the film onward was in cinemas for like a few weeks before all that was the last film i watched before everything locked down and all the other films have been released through disney plus and every time when i watch those films that were, were, were released through disney plus out of the ones i've seen i'm always like God, why wasn't this released in cinemas? Like that, they could have done so much bank with those films, especially when the films were opening up again. Like cinemas right, opening yeah. up again. I don't know. I think they. Re I think. I think streaming is kind of you know they sort of fucked ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because I feel like because you know people maybe aren't going to go to the cinema to see those films because they know that it will be on Disney Plus a few months later, so they don't have to spend so much money on tickets or food because food is ridiculously expensive in cinemas i don't know i've seen that peter biskin's got a new book out about television by the no, way no i haven't i didn't know he had a new book out yeah about the history of like, the history of television in the last few decades they looking at how tv kind of got messed up i read a review of it in the lrb um sounds really interesting um so Toy Story 3, best picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to go on a little bit of a rant about the way things are with films, with especially with I think people understand and expect that from us at this point. So, cool. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we did a good job redistributing some of the stuff in 2010. Um, we gave a nice Best Supporting Actor Oscar to Jeremy Renner. We uh, we rewarded Roger Deakins, as we like to do. We've uh, given the best picture to a better movie than The King's Speech. Um, yeah. We have... Uh, questioned Black Swan. We have. Um, uh, I think it's a shame I didn't get to give any Oscars to Meeks Cut Off, but it's a good movie. I like the fact that we gave uh, the screenplay Oscar to Four Lions. And yeah. Um, yeah. Also notable about this uh, this um, Academy Awards, this was the last time Rick Baker won an Oscar before he retired. What did he win for? The Wolfman, the Benicio del Toro Wolfman. Oh, fantastic. And you know, that's so funny because it's like when you think about the Wolfman, it's like that's like the sort of the origin of like makeup. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also the, the one with Lon Chaney. I mean, not, not the origin, but you know, Lon Chaney Jr. is the sort yeah, of yeah. because of the, the steps he's walking in, you know, the, the footsteps he's walking in terms of his father. You know, there's just like he's sort of synonymous with screen makeup. So there's a nice, there's a nice connection there to Rick yeah, Baker. Yeah. And also, it's quite funny because the best makeup Oscar was, was created around the time when well there was the first one was that rick baker won that was for american werewolf in london so it's a nice little book ending with the wolfman i think werewolves is a pretty it's, it's like if you want to win an oscar for uh best makeup like do do a werewolf movie yeah i liked he was on kevin one of kevin smith's podcasts back when he had he was pushing his um rick baker he was published he had a book this big book of his like work this like pictures of all his like makeup work and everything and then one of the questions that his the uh, kevin smith's co-host asked him i can't remember if it was him or kevin smith mark bernard and asked uh why aren't you doing any more makeup for films and rick baker was like i haven't given up or retired from doing makeup because he still does makeup if you go on his instagram page he posts tons of makeup he just doesn't do it for films anymore interesting so he just does it for 
fun. Yeah, he just does it for fun. Yeah, he hasn't given up his sort of passion for makeup, but he's just not doing it for films anymore just because I feel like these days people don't respect the work that kind of goes into it because they can easily okay, well. digital, digital, digitize it and stuff. Good good facts well good well good. Uh, rick bakers that's a nice that's a nice way to end the podcast well thanks a lot man uh and i look yeah. forward to doing more oscars revisionism with you next time yes and um yeah this was really good fun it was nice to kind of go back to this year because I, I i feel like there was a lot of films that should have yeah should have should have won and some that it's should've. nice to go back to stuff we remember anyway follow us on the instagrams and on the letterboxed and yes. uh, email us at homesmoviespod at gmail.com Yes, homesmoviespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, there will be a s- oh, podcast at gmail.com. Podcast, Sorry. Yes. Um, should we say what the next Oscars we're look- gonna be we're gonna be looking at next? Do you have like which we haven't really done an 80s one for a while, have we? An 80s Oscar. Uh, uh 80s Oscars. Okay. Um let me see. Let me see. Let me go to the let me go to Letterboxd and see. Which film? Which good? Which is a good eighties year? Um, what about the year? Um, check uh, the nineteen eighty. Oh, the did we have we done the fifty fifth Academy Awards? Uh, no, that's the year. What's uh, that? Gandhi won big. Was that nineteen eighty? Yeah, nineteen eighty. Uh, the Oscars was nineteen eighty three, but it was um, celebrating the films of nineteen eighty two. 1982. Right, so Gan- Ooh, Blade Runner, The Thing, E.T., <gasps> Rambo, <laughs> First Blood, Rocky Three. Okay, yes. Uh, Sophie's Choice. Hmm. Um, Fitzcarraldo. See, I haven't seen Fitzcarraldo. I really want to see that. Okay, uh, I would. I would talk about that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's do that. So, hey, Adam. Yes. What? Guess what we're going to be talking about next. Oh no, what what what? We're gonna be talking about on the next episode of our, you know, alternative Oscars of 2024, we are gonna be talking about the 55th Academy Awards. Five five. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So do Great. check out that episode when it's arriving. And uh yeah, subscribe to the podcast. We're on ACAST, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh various other sites, which I will link to in the episode description. Yeah. Do check us Greece out. Grease 2 came out in 1982. What came out in 1982? Grease 2. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Anyway. Uh, okay, yes. Yes. Do that. So, uh, yep. Have a good evening, day, where, you know, whatever time you're listening to this episode. Um, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. And, you know, keep, you know, keep calm and stay warm in this cold weather we're all having. No, it's fucking awful, isn't it? Yes. Um, and uh, cool. All right. Well, uh, lovely talking to you as always. And uh, take care. Goodbye. Take care. Bye.